The didgeridoo means it's time for the Australia News Desk. Here's two of the craziest guys we could find south of the equator. It's Steve Vischer and Grant McCarran from the Plain Crazy Down Under podcast. So we have Steve Vischer and Grant McCarran joining us live from Australia right now. Guys, what's going on down in your neck of the woods? Any interesting uh, aviation goings on? Are you there, Grant? Have you got the Have you got the story list up, Grant? I'm working on it. <laughs> this is so right, long; it's taking forever to load. How many uh, hours have we got, Max? Well, fear okay. not, Max. Ready tomorrow here. So anyway, let's go ahead with this first one, Grant. Uh, Virgin Australia moves ahead with its uh, restructure. Qantas still not happy about it, though. Oh, that's correct, mate. Uh, basically, Virgin's going to split itself into two. Ugh. One part will be purely domestic and o- fully open to 100% ownership by foreign entities if required. The other part will be the international airline holdings, and it will be available to have international ownership of about 49%, which is pretty much where it's at at the moment now for Virgin. And uh, what this means is that they, uh, they'll keep their international airline operating in this separate holding entity that's under separate management and so on, while the uh, domestic one can be up to 100% owned by foreign entities, which allows them to get all sorts of uh, investment money in to help them improve what they're doing. I mean, they're already getting a profit right now. Uh, the whole operation's turning a profit, include, and that's even allowing for them expanding and uh, getting into this business market. So um, Borghetti's business plan for Virgin is definitely paying off at this stage. Borghetti, as we said a couple of weeks ago, he's got a lot of um, flexibility when it comes to this because he's not bound like Qantas is by the Qantas Sale Act, and Qantas is not able to restructure this way. I mean, I'm sure they'd like to. Oh, they're uh, not happy about it, mate. They're not happy about it. Yeah, they've made a submission to the International Air Services Commission uh, calling for a comprehensive public review of Virgin's plans, uh, they, which uh, were announced uh, last month. And they, uh, if they go ahead, they'll go ahead at the end of this month. Uh, that's March. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But, uh, yeah, well, it always makes for a lot of good news here. It fills up our uh, content list, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's going to bring out some slinging because uh, it's pretty much what uh, Qantas have been trying to do surreptitiously under the board, whereas Virgin's just up and, uh, and announced, hey, we're doing it. We're being really open about it. By the way, we're still doing all this stuff in Australia, so don't worry. It's, it's fascinating. Moving on to the other uh, big story here this week, aviation-wise, Grant, and uh, speaking of Qantas again, the uh, A380 that uh, had all that trouble over uh, Indonesia a couple of years ago, the uh, Nancy Bird Walton, which is the registration uh, VHOQA, uh, they've spent a lot, a lot of money, in fact, $135 million Australian dollars repairing that aircraft, and looks like it's uh, finally uh, going to be heading home next month. That's right, mate. Uh, Oscar Quebec Alpha Good old Nancy Bird Walton, uh, the first A380 that Qantas ever got, back in the air again in April, coming back to Australia. Uh, Just like uh, QF1 that went off the end of the runway in Bangkok, the guys have decided this one's a repairable, even though it's very expensive, it's better to repair it. They've done that and uh, pretty intensive, mate. It's been uh, almost a couple of years, hasn't it? Well, yeah, at least 18 months. I know that uh, that, mm. that aircraft has been grounded over there in Asia this whole time while they've been replacing it. I think they've had to replace the entire wing, I'm pretty sure. Uh, we've covered that yeah. uh, pretty extensively over the over the last year or so. But interesting to see that they uh, they didn't write that engine off. Uh, they didn't write that aircraft off, in fact. Uh, they're bringing it back into service. And uh, interestingly enough, Grant, you know, um, those are Rolls-Royce engines. They've had a lot of issues uh, there that they've had to sort out with them. And uh, I was just looking at uh, another website the, uh, today, the Centre for Aviation. They've got pop-up ads. And I noticed, interestingly, that there's a pop-up ad coming up today from Engine Alliance with the words, uh, we make the reliable A380 engine. So... Uh, <laughs> 
That's a nice one. Yeah, there's been a few people making the obligatory, uh, you know, what British engine doesn't leak oil comments lately because the uh, A380 engines have had uh, in ongoing engine oil issues, not just the one that caused the explosion, but uh, ongoing problems. There's been a couple of in-flight shutdowns or uh, thrust to idle scenarios on the A380s that Qantas but yes, Rolls Royce, British engines, uh, British engineering, and leaks. Oops. No, well, um, no, uh, I've owned a few British cars in my life that leaked a lot of oil. But then again, my Australian-made Ford Falcon leaks a lot of oil as well. They better not put those engines on there either. Okay, just a couple of quick ones here as we move across the Tasman to New Zealand. It looks like uh, Air New Zealand has had to grant its fleet of ATRs 72s, something to do with cracking. Yes, hairline cracks found around the cockpit windows, apparently. And uh, as a precaution, they found it on one aircraft. They've grounded the lot until they're able to do a, uh, a full review of all the aircraft. Yeah, so uh, yeah, more problems for Air New Zealand. They, they won't be too happy about that when they've just announced lots of job cuts and, that's, and that sort of stuff uh, recently. The last thing they need is more bad news, but hopefully that won't be a big issue and they can fix it. Uh, they're speaking also of New Zealand, but not a New Zealand carrier. Air Asia X also looks like they're pulling out at least of one part of the New Zealand market. They're uh, not looking at fly- they're looking at pulling out of running to Christchurch. That's right. They're dumping cr- flights to Christchurch. They're claiming it was a bit of an experiment. Everyone else is like, "What, really?" Uh, they were supposed to be there for two years. They're pulling out early. They're currently pulling out of India. They have also already pulled out of Europe. Load factors were pretty high, so obviously yields were pretty hair thin, and with the f- price of fuel going up, they've decided to pull out of all these markets. Rumor has it, there's uh, some reports on uh, various websites indicating that uh, people who are due refunds are not getting them, and that Air Asia is doing all it can to block and find other excuses for not paying uh, back money for refunds. So that's got a few people in the industry starting to question whether Air Asia are about to do an Air Australia and go Tango Uniform. Yeah, I was just going to. I was just waiting to use that Air Australia line. In fact, I noticed this week in the uh, the news that the uh, the former uh, CEO there of Air Australia is uh, still living the high life up there in uh, in Sydney or Brisbane. I think he's living. Really? There. Yeah, he seems Charming. to be doing okay. But uh, yeah, I would have hated to have been waiting for a refund on a ticket, which will never come. Indeed. Well, there's some people thinking that same scenario is likely to happen to Air Asia. And Air Asia X, and uh, people have been trying to get their refunds for months, and are getting very vocal in their uh, unhappiness. And some are even talking about the A Triple C to investigate. Who, incidentally, have already in- investigated Air Asia X because of their advertising. Well, there you go. Well, I think we'll leave it there for this week. We don't want to create too much editing for Max. Well, I don't know, actually. I actually like this arrangement, Max. I'm not sure I do. <laughs> Can we do this again, mate? <laughs> yeah, let's do this every week. It is fun to have you on live. Yeah, well, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, we, we, normally like to, uh, we normally like to get this produced on a Saturday uh, evening uh, for our, our time or Sunday morning, but it uh, just didn't work out this week. But on the bright side, the latest edition of Playing Crazy Down Under is out this week, so that's what we've been busy doing. That's right, yeah. That's everything for this Australia Desk. Grant, I'm going to have lunch. Yeah, I think a beer is in order. I've been up since uh, 3.30 crewing hot air balloons, so uh, mm, beer me. All right, see you guys. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, guys. See you, everyone.